Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for guitar dads by guitar dads. This week, the boss is really boss, smells like teen fortune, PRS quality control is an issue, and Jimi Hendrix is being a dick in Iceland. It's going to be a weird show this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, the guys who know all about weird things, Matt and Dave. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave, and welcome to the pod, everybody. Welcome to everyone. So Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for telling your friends to listen to us. It's really showing up, and we really appreciate it, everybody. Yeah, it's great. It's really great having all the commentary with you guys who were uh, part of our Facebook group, At Guitar Dads Podcast. Come find us. We let you in. No questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys that are all following us on uh, a bunch of new subscribers in the last couple of weeks on Instagram at Guitar Dads Podcast, um, where you yes. can see a lot of clips from the show. So check us out on Instagram, and uh, if you like us, please give us a another listen. If you like this show that you're listening to right now, and happen to like this episode, check out another episode. See if you like it. We really appreciate everything that you guys are doing for us out there, and. Um, and give us some uh, comments and ideas, because like we say every week, you guys help to kind of drive this show. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And it's been driven pretty well so far. And, it um, has. No pun intended. No pun intended. But um, yeah, I mean, you can never have enough overdrives. <laughs> right, never. Dave? Never. No. I mean, just um, look at my board behind me. I know. Jeez, Dave. Dave posted a picture <laughs> of his board. On um, what was it? Pedal boards of doom, or one of those groups? Dave? Yeah, and in our group, and I and think then our group, sixty cycle, and yeah, Dave like others, did yeah. like a spamming of his pedal board on the group, <laughs> and everybody was like, "Geez, have some drives." Oh my! I mean, goodness. I'm not unlike everybody else. No, you're definitely not, because I have the same amount of drive. Well, I don't have the same amount of drives as you, because nobody does. But a lot of people have a lot of drives on their board. But I think you did do a very good job on the cable management. Although I think if you really want to flex on people, Dave, with your cable management, you gotta you gotta post a picture of the underside of the board. That's the, right. The underbelly. And that's what I told. That's what I mentioned on Facebook. Oh, I'm did like, you? You don't want to check under the hood. It's mm-hmm. not bad. It's ve- it's velcroed. And everything's kind of neatly like organized. You, you gotta know, get it's, those. It's, it's pleasing to the eye. Okay, that's good because because if you really want to flex you got to get those cable kind of holders and then like yeah i don't have them. those and no, like I'm not that and, much of a flex and you put like 20 because a bunch of those came with my freedman board so i actually have some behind my my if you look at the undercarriage of my well my freeman board's over there if you look at the undercarriage of my freeman board it's actually pretty good oh, i'm sure it is because those pretty things nice. are pretty cool i just i think with the temple boards though it's tough to add the although the velcro and the and the dual lock both of those both work pretty well yeah um, but with the underside stuff kind of running with all the holes and everything, if you run the cables like straight across, you kind of have to, turns you don't want to like yeah. see them, you know, cause I got the light underneath and all that. Well, that's anyway. a, yeah, exactly right. You get the light underneath. So that's, that's why I had to, that, that's what really like opened my eyes to it when I did like the, the gone in 60 seconds, like, like uh tuner, um, pedal board, the undercarriage light. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I like it. Hey, listen, I'm only here to please myself in my basement. I'm not playing I, live, so I just anything to yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm on board with you with the whole aesthetic of everything these <clears> days. Even if you're playing live, it's still it still is to please you. Just so you know, 
Oh, of course it is. Because nobody, because we talk about this all the time. Nobody, the people live, like, they don't really care what your pedals and all that stuff are. That's more for you and your performance. Well, gearheads you know? like us, right? When we go to yeah, gigs, we yeah, check out the rig, the, so we but, kind of appreciate but that. But we're the exception to the rule on that. For that's the most right. part, people don't care. So anyway. We're the exception to a lot of things. Anyway. But we care. But we care. But we, and, and you know what? Caring matters. It, and you know what else matters? Our news and notes segment. Oh, Should we get news and notes. This is yes. This is going to be longer than usual because there are a lot of wacky ass news and notes this week. Well, and by ass, you mean the other end of things, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. I, actually, yeah. you're right. That's the wrong term. Wrong side. Um, so yeah, opposite side. Opposite That's side. posterior. We're talking anterior tonight. That's right. Just That's you right. know, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We're gonna get to that later. But what do we got here, Dave? What's go? What's going on? Anyway, well, let's let's get let's uh, let's get through a kind of a bit of a negative topic and <clears throat> uh, and wish them the best. But apparently, uh, so Aerosmith posted this week. They're just about to start back with their Vegas residency, and they just uh, posted. Unfortunately, because of Steven Tyler's uh, multiple surgeries and and other things, and and just getting older, you know, he's. He's been doing really well with his sobriety up until recently and uh, kind of fell back off the wagon and he's checked himself back into rehab. So they're not going to start the residency on time, but they will go. And, uh, of course, we wish uh, Stephen the best. Seriously, you know? this is really crazy. This is kind of sad. And it, like, it is sad. if you read the Instagram post, it's because he had like, what would you say, Dave? He had a surgery? He's had multiple surgeries and everything and else. And then he was and on like pain get... meds. Yeah. Yep. These pain and meds, it, man. Like, haven't we learned uh, the like the lesson about this stuff yet? Like, dude, can people just I, stop taking these pain meds like this, or do doctors need to stop prescribing them? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't mean to. I don't think I have the answers, but something's got to give on this stuff. Like, no, this I'll is tell ridiculous. you. I'll I'll speak to you from a healthcare <clears throat> standpoint. Working in healthcare, these yeah. are way over prescribed. And, and if it was truly, if it was truly narcotics that that pushed him back over the edge, then you know what. Shame on the doctors. But seriously, anyway, we w- but the the Instagram post made it seem like that's what happened. No, I I I agree. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. but I I agree with I agree with that assessment. But we you wish know, him I mean, we wish him well, though. We wish him well. Yeah, you know, I think he'll do fine. He'll, yeah, he'll be he'll, back out doing the residency. Come out of it. When are we going to the Vegas residency, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> uh, pff, I don't know, man. We gotta. We definitely. You know what? I. I this was a, this dates back a couple of years because it was pre-COVID. Yeah, and then COVID hit and kind of canceled the residency. We were, we, you know, we you were talking about wanting to we go. We were talking and, about it. Yes, you know, it it would be a fortune of a trip, but it could be a fun one. It would be really fun. Anyway, you know, speaking of drug addicts, um, Kurt Cobain. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> It's one of these nights. Sorry, that's not. It's we shouldn't laugh that's at. Terrible. It. We shouldn't laugh about it. Sorry, but um, big big news. Um, yes, we talked a few weeks ago with uh, Philip Carter from the Forty Watt Podcast. Go check out his podcast, by the way. Very um, cool podcast. And, and what we brought up on that podcast was that Kurt Cobain "Smells Like Teen Spirit" guitar, the one that was in the original um, MTV um, video was going up for auction and we were speculating about who was going to buy it and what the price was and guess what it sold Dave and Philip was right Philip said it was going to be Jim Ursay because he 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 purchased the acoustic right the the from the unplugged the, the from yep. the unplugged and yep. um <clears throat> and, and it truly and it was Jim Ursay owner of the uh, Indianapolis Colts uh who owns a 59 as well um so this guy's like a guitar geek o- owns a 59 the guy owns like a gazillion amazing guitars 
Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, yeah. like he owns he owns like all like the like the, the the guitars. Like if you're a collector and you get that kind of cash, he's he's just he's buying everything. Else. He buys everything, but he but he really specializes in like the he doesn't like just buy the old stuff. Like he's not like a Bonamassa. He's more like you know it's no. a, he's a memorabilia guy. Yeah, yeah he's so, a memorabilia guy. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, he what did he 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 dropped what four? What did this thing went for four point six million? Four point right? six million is what this thing went for. So well, what this means is. So that's the second highest priced guitar sold at auction. And so J- Jim Ursay now owns the three most expensive guitars ever sold at auction. At auction. And what those are are the first one is um, the acoustic from Nirvana Unplugged. So Cobain's acoustic. Do you know what that, that sold for off the it's top like of your six head? $6 million or something. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was like six mil. I mean, and then and we're going to get into this. So, so that one was six, right? This one is 4.6, and then David uh, Gilmore's Black Strat sold a few years ago. I think 2019 it sold for what was it about three million? Three point well, like 3.9. It was about four million. Something, yeah, something yeah. in that in that ballpark. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the the famous Black Strat, <clears throat> like you know. So this is anyway, kind yeah. of this is kind of amazing to me because Kurt Cobain now. His two guitars, probably his two most iconic guitars, you could argue, are the two most expensive guitars ever sold at auction. Like to me, that's kind of unbelievable because I don't Why? know. Like you would think it's that like, surprises you. Yeah. Well, you would think it'd be like we under. I understand that Cobain <clears throat> really changed music in his era, and you know, and he's dead. That's another big thing, right? Like yep. when people die, everything's associated with them really grows in value. So there's that, but like, why haven't we seen a ridiculously expensive Hendrix guitar? Right. Because <clears throat> Hendrix did not. And I, and I hate to say this as a big Hendrix fan, Hendrix did not change pop culture like Kurt Cobain did, but he kind of changed was, guitar to some extent. He did, but no, he I think did, you're probably Kurt, right about this. Kurt Cobain had such an influence on pop culture at the time. And he wasn't just a, he wasn't just, you know, the lead singer and guitarist of Nirvana. He, like, if you weren't a a grunge fan, if you weren't a music, a huge music fan, you still knew exactly, not that you didn't know who Jimi Hendrix was, but you, you still knew who Kurt Cobain was in the, in the, in the, in the era of MTV and music videos and all the shows that were on. It didn't matter if you weren't a Nirvana fan. You knew who Kurt Cobain was. You knew how big he was, what kind of an influence he had on everybody. Uh, he just he was more of a pop culture icon, I think, than a music icon altogether. And I think it gives him bet more credit if you call him more of a pop culture icon than a music icon. What do we think? So that's really interesting, Dave. And I think you're probably right. You know, I'm not going to argue with you too much about that because he did just. Why not? It makes for good podcasting. I know. I wish I could. I wish I had a good <laughs> argument. But but here he, here's one argument I'll give back to you on this. And one is, do you think that there's another guitar? Can you think of another guitar out there that could eventually come up for auction at some point in time? that would surpass these right like what can you think of like i'm trying i'm kind of having a hard time thinking about this i'm sure other people you know absolutely put it in the comments i think we should put this clip up on insta dave and see what people have in the comments but you know one thing that comes to mind comment down below because if you're watching this right now give us some comment we want to know the guitars that you think yeah would sell for around this or more than this name another iconic guitar so one thing that comes to mind for me is 
is Stevie Ray Vaughan's guitar. But didn't that already? I'd have to. We'd have to do some research on this. Like the Stevie Ray Vaughan guitar, like the guitar, has that sold? Is that in a museum somewhere? Like where is that? If that were to sell, oh, I don't know. If that were to sell, what would? It, I'll, I'll just rattle off some guitars that I think. The Jimmy Page Number One Fifty Nine Les Paul. That I know is still with Jimmy Page. It was on. That display. could be very interesting. It, yeah, it, that's a good point because like yeah. Zeppelin is another I- I- iconic, yeah. like pop culture iconic band, right? So if you are a massive Jimmy Page fan or Led Zeppelin fan, and you're a guitar fan, and you got the kind of cash floating around like a Jim Irsay or those kind of billionaires, then yeah, that, I could see that guitar going for a fortune. I can see that. So so that's probably the number one on my book. The other one that I think would be way up there is one of Angus Young's guitars, like Ooh, the guitar yeah, that he recorded a- back in black with, you know, because mm. he, he's got some older... SGs. Yes. And so I think that would be a pretty iconic thing um, if he had that. And doesn't David Gilmore have another, like a white strat or something that he recorded some more iconic stuff on? Um, there's another, Gilmore's got another guitar out there that is. Didn't he auction? I thought all those went to auction a few years ago when the Black Strat sold. No, 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 they? no, no. The Black there was there's another one that's like even more iconic that he hasn't sold. He still has that. Yeah, okay. it's like I think it's like the white strat. I might be mistaken, but I think it's like the white strat. So it's that. And, you know, the other thing, you know, Clapton has sold a lot of his guitars. So I don't think Clapton's going to get anywhere close to this. Here's a funny thing. No. Do you remember that a few years ago? I remember Music Is Win did a video, and it was over the pandemic. I remember I was, like, surprised because he traveled to New York to the auction house to play it because they invited him to play, like, this iconic Clapton, Clapton guitar. It was some kind of Strat. And, um, and like, they made this big uh, deal of it. They thought it was going to go for, like, a couple million dollars. And then, like, literally nobody bid on it, and it, like, it just didn't sell. <laughs> wow. That's, that's an incredible and interesting. Yeah. That, I'll tell you yeah, what. Yeah. I'm just rattling something off the top of my yeah. head. And it may and it may take a few years, but I could to- couldn't you see uh, uh, an Eddie Van Halen guitar going that, for big bucks that's at some the, point? That's the other one. I was just going to Google that. It's funny you just said that because I was just going to type it into Google, which is the original Frankenstein. The original Frankenstein. The original right. one. That, yep. that might be the most iconic electric guitar and rock and roll and it depends who's gonna buy it yeah. like you know jim jim mercy is it definitely falls into both categories i'm sure he's a music fan and and but he's also like a you know a, a collector and so he and he has the cash to kind of yes, buy these things does. at these prices so yeah it depends now a van an eddie van halen guitar the original frankenstein might take interest of people that are more music fans and not as necessary not necessarily like the the, the broader scope yeah. of, of guitar collectors you know what i mean yep yeah 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 this was the slow i'm just looking it up now i'm going back to clap this is the slow hand strat they expected it to oh. be 1.5 to 2 million and it didn't even meet the reserve um that's crazy the minimum opening bid should should have been set a little bit lower than one million. Yeah, so it didn't even meet the the minimum opening big. Everybody was like bid. Everyone's like, nope, no thanks. See you later. It, I'm, that's I, kind of I'm embarrassing. A surprised by that. That is embarrassing. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, if that's not if that yeah, I I'm, I'm sure there's been other guitars too that yeah that we don't know about that that have been in the same kind of you know they met this their same that same kind of like auction demise if you will. Yeah. 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 You know. 
like where people think it's going to sell for big bucks and people don't even give a crap. So even it. Clapton's iconic guitar, which was is blacky, you know, not 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 a great not, not a great uh, title, <laughs> no, but it is but it is Clapton um, after all. Um, so Blackie, his his iconic Blackie, um, he he um, it sold for nine hundred and sixty mil um, a thousand nine hundred sixty thousand, not even a million bucks it went for. So it's not gonna be, so it's not gonna be one of Clapton's guitars that has a pretty kind of racist name, if we're honest. <laughs> what name? What year was that? Um, because um, that obviously predates that predates the Gilmore and the obviously you know, the, the Cobain and, and, and a few others. But so I guess back then, say, if you had was, said, yeah, that's right. We could adjust. Yeah. That, that's why you might've looked back. That, could that's it be why adjust, you know, if you adjust for inflation, you adjust for, you yeah, know, I didn't want to get into it, this adjusted for inflation thing. Um, well, no, I don't, I don't even necessarily mean that. I just mean like in terms of like, you know, shock value, or what something would sell for back then, maybe that would be a really surprising price price tag. Um, but now you have uh, relativity here and you have the Cobain guitar, you have, um, you know the two the two Cobain guitars. You got the Gilmore and yep. all these other yep. guitars to kind of compare that to, and that just seems low. Yeah, it, it does seem low to me, even adjusted for inflation, because I don't think it was that long ago. I want to say it was, I don't know. I mean, even it, if it, it was, was ten, the, even if it was ten years ago, that's still low. Yeah, I think I want to say it was ten to fifteen years ago. So to me, it just seems. It seems it seems low. No matter what you think about the name, I think it seems low to me. Um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting. But what's funny is this other guitar just didn't didn't sell. That that was that was in twenty twenty. It, it didn't sell. So there you go. Um, anyway, wow. So yeah, so I I got to think like the original Frankenstein um, is probably the guitar, you know. But I don't know. I mean, would they ever sell that? I mean. I don't know. I mean, anything can happen when an artist, like, you know, an artist dies and, yeah. and it, things are only going to stay in the family so long. And I don't know. It just, it, I think it depends on who's in charge of his estate, right? And who's really making these decisions. Mm. And oftentimes in interviews, you hear Wolf talk about, you know, um, you know, his uncle being more of like the decision maker for the family. So I it, it probably, it's going to depend on a lot of factors. Yeah. But I can see I, like, I, I don't, if it's a Gilmore thing and they're, and they, um, and they, you know, really have a charity that they care deeply about and they want to donate the proceeds to charity. I can see they're maybe eventually doing something like that. But, um, yeah, I can imagine this just going for big, big bucks if, if it were to ever be sold. So, um, yeah. Anyway. I don't know. That's that's a there's so much more of a story to that guitar than the Gil than than the Gilmore guitar than than the the, the than Cobain's guitars. You know, there's because you know the that whole story behind the Frankenstein is just such a just a just a, a different. It goes a deeper level than some of these other guitars. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I mean Eddie. I mean, so but you could argue at. at you, you could argue Eddie had a similar effect that impact, I should say, that Cobain had and that Eddie kind of changed um, music and pop culture. And, and Oh, know, he totally did. If you look at the 80s, it really revolves around that sound that, that Eddie kind of created, if we're honest, right? So, um, yeah. So anyway, so. 
I can almost see this. I could. I can almost see this uh, Frankenstein. Let's say it did go up for auction. You know who I could see buying it as another another artist. Oh, totally. You know because yeah. oh yeah. You name name me an artist who has not named Eddie Van Halen as one of their influences. Yeah, no, right? I, I agree. With name you. a guitarist. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You, you know. You know. You know what else? I don't know. I couldn't believe it that they made. I, my sense is that they have sold uh, guitars, but like some some guitar associated with Kiss, like one of the original Kiss oh. guitars, like mm. one of um. Ace Frehley's guitars or something like maybe oh, the, maybe may, maybe yeah. the one that um you know like shot out like a like a fireworks out of it or something yeah <laughs> yeah because the Kiss yeah. stuff I mean people are obsessed yeah. with Kiss yeah I can see I can see like a real original you know iconic piece of Kiss history I'm not a massive Kiss fan so I don't know what that would be but it would definitely be one of Ace's guitars for sure yeah so anyway. I think this is an yeah, interesting. If the, price, if the price is right, you could see a, you could see a guy like John Five, who's a massive Kiss fan, yeah, um, and, and and collector. If if you know yeah. if he was able to afford whatever, yeah, price I don't know that if John Five is six million dollar. I don't think any Ace Freely guitar. Yeah. I don't think that guitar is going to auction off for that price, though. Yeah, you know, yeah, let's yeah. name an, any Ace Freely guitar. I don't think it's yeah, going for you're probably near that, right. But. It's not going to reach that level. So anyway, so yeah, so that's what I would put. I would say it's either a Jimmy Page. It's a Eddie Van Halen or it's a um, an Angus Young type of guitar. Yeah, you know the the other thing that's not out of the realm of possibility because he also has a massive fan base is like the Derrick, the Slash Derrick that he recorded Ooh. "Appetite for Destruction" with. Yeah, um, that yeah that yeah. could eventually go for be the most expensive guitar. People love that stuff. I mean, um, another pop culture changing yeah, band, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yep. you know, and still an iconic band. Um, still an iconic today, band. So, anyway, so there you go. There's that. There's the there's the guitar auction That's situation. It. What what else we got on the, the notes block? So, I read something today that was intriguing to me, and I think it was very positive news for people like you and me and other rock fans out there. And, of course, like you always talk about, the theme on this show is, like, keep rock alive. Keep and rock we, alive. And we know... And rock is not dead, and we know that. And rock, in fact, is very well, you know, doing very well right now. Yes. Um, so uh, this came out of this. Uh, th- there was an analysis done by Finance Buzz, and they looked. They uh, what did the a heck statistic. is Finance Buzz? I don't even know what Finance Buzz is, but uh, some company. Finance did this, Buzz. This, I do. I see it. This though. Finance Buzz. Buzz. This statistical analysis of like, you know, concert ticket prices, and they look back. Um, at the most, uh, the last few, they obviously like, you know, 2020, I'm sure. It went back to 2018. Uh, it went back to 2018 yeah. and, you know, 2020 kind of. North American everybody, tours but, only from yeah, North American tours only. Yep. Um, and they found the most no. expensive tickets. No, go ahead. No, no, no. Hold on. Let's qualify it. North American tour, the, the pole stars, top 200 North American tours of 19 to 21 and the top 100 global tours. Oh yeah, that's of 2017 right. Yeah. to 18. So so pre pandemic, right. so pre pandemic, you're getting like global tours. So that's kind of interesting. So yeah. so it's a pretty good representation. So it's a very yeah, yeah, it's a very good representation. And they so they found that classic rock, and now I don't know, you'd have to probably have to qualify that as well. But classic yeah. rock tickets were the most expensive, but they're also selling very well. So that's a very. I mean, th- that's like our demo, right? You and me, yes, and people a little is. bit older than us. Yep. 
Um, and we've been we've talked about this on the pod before. We've been to some classic Rocky kind of shows recently, and there's there's younger generations showing up to these. They're too, all so generations. It's very positive yeah. for Rock. They're all generations, all generations. Sh- showing up. But it is just like let's just be honest. It is true that it's the older generations with more disposable income. We talked about it's true. We talked about this last week when we were talking about oh we're going to go see Clapton for some outrageous amount of money, and the answer is you know it's going to be high price because this is. You know, the generation of people that have the disposable income and are willing to spend it, you know. They do, but you're also seeing the younger generation just who who are a little bit less, uh, a little bit more carefree with their money. And and they do, they go to shows. Sometimes it's just going to shows just to be seen or... Or you know, just because it's a it's a the cool thing to do and, and that kind of stuff. Yep. So no, I think that's right. So if we go if we go up, um, this is really interesting. So most expensive uh, tickets by genre and artist. So let's just go by artist. You 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 tease it at the beginning, Dave. But yes, but go ahead. Who is the most expensive artist? Let's look back to Bruce Springsteen. Yep, I'm looking at it right here. So Bruce Springsteen, the average ticket price for a single tour for for the Bruce tour between uh, 17 and 21 was $508.93. Holy crap. The that average is ticket price. Stunning. That's average. Yeah. Yep. And Remind the folks how you do and how you calculate an yeah, average. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of I unbelievable. Mean, that is I, crazy. You know, I would be interested to know what the median is. I would be interested. Yeah, the median. In that. Yeah, um, that'd be a very interesting number. I'd actually. be interested to know the Z, the Z score. No, we're getting too statistical. Oh, here levels. we go. Now we're getting. <laughs> <laughs> and people just clicked. and everybody just Pause. clicked off the podcast. And um, see you later, guys. So, uh, what, what's the confidence <laughs> interval on this? Um, oh, there's like some real statisticians listening, and they're like, "These guys have no idea what they're talking about." And you'd be kind of right about that. <laughs> You'd be 100% yeah. right. So Lady Gaga is number two at $337. Yeah. Marco Antonio Solis, which is a Latin artist, is at $261. That's kind of unbelievable. Um, well, fourth place is Metallica, $229 average. That's a that's that's impressive, you know. But this is like, yeah, this, that- it isn't super surprising because... You know, no. they, they've been doing massive tours forever, so... Um, yeah, none of these numbers are really that surprising anymore. This is kind of interesting. Um, um, R&B, the next one down, was uh, Usher. Uh, you know, Usher hasn't had, like, a big hit on the radio for a long time. He hasn't time. had a big hit yeah, a long time. Yeah, and he, he's going for 220 bucks. so that's so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, but when was he was doing... He did a residency in Vegas around then, didn't he, too? Um, I want to say... He might have. It was right around that, that mi- time. In that, it was definitely yeah. in that time. I mean, frame. they they do say single tour, so I'd have to read this to know if if um if that's true. If um, yeah, do they count a residency? If they count as a residency because those those are very inflated ticket prices. But look, look at this. So then, if you look at pop pop, so Lady Gaga, she was the she was the most in pop at three hundred and thirty seven dollars, but then um. What was Bruno, Bruno Mars was right below her at three hundred and thirty dollars average. So, so there you go. Um, the 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 the, the uh, biggest in in alternative rock, which is interesting, was the Strokes. 
Yeah, which is and that was the lowest category, by the way, too. Yeah, that, that was it. That um, average ticket price, $63. A- average $63. Yeah, so when I was rattling those off, those aren't the most expensive. I was rattling off the most expensive by genre. So Springsteen genre. is most expensive in classic rock, uh, Gaga Pop, this this Antonio Solis dude in Latin, Metallica and rock, Usher and R&B, George Strait and country. I, th- I thought it would have been... Um, um, like uh, Ken Garth Brooks. Well, Garth. I don't know if Garth was touring then. I know he's touring now. Oh yeah, that's true. I, I wouldn't think now. it would be yeah, like Kenny Chesney or like um yeah. Jason Aldean or somebody. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anyway, um, yeah. You know, we could. You know, we could. I could have had free tickets to last week's uh, Garth Brooks show at Gillette Stadium here in Massachusetts, um, and my wife could have gotten them, but because. It was my uh, my youngest daughter's like first daddy daughter dance. Yeah. I wasn't gonna give that up. Yeah, but but there were four tickets available through work, and I thought that would have been kind of cool to take the kids to a show like that. because yeah. he's he's like a perfect like rock show to, oh. or like country rock show to see. Oh, totally. Because he's like you know he's not. I don't think it's inappropriate to to take kids to stuff like that. No, I mean. But anyway, we're not. I'm not missing the. It, I'm not missing the daddy daughter dance. If, if they like Sorry. it, I mean, I guess it's. I guess it's all good. Oh yeah, so. they they like they like. We we listen. We 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 pump the brook sometimes in this house. It does actually say that. Um, oh, I saw an amazing. You know, I just got sidetracked because you said the the Garth Brooks. You know, I saw an amazing story. There was a little. People do bring kids to Garth quite a bit. I saw an amazing thing on YouTube where Garth. Um, there was a little kid with a sign, you know, probably like a six-year-old kid or something, like a little boy. And he had a sign about how he liked some song. And Garth was like, oh, yeah, can, can you sing that song? And he came up and he sang it with Garth. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Hey, you know what? A little kid. Going back to our prior topic, do you think one of Garth's guitars could sell for big cash? Yeah, you know, that's actually a good point. Like Garth or... um. Any of those iconic uh, country guys, yeah, like yeah. Well, let's go like Johnny Cash. Like, did Johnny Cash's guitar? Oh, yeah. Has his guitar? Have any of his guitars sold or anything? Um, you know, you know what else? You know, eventually, you know, if he ever decides to sell it, is the Willie Nelson guitar. Oh, his, that could his, go um, for massive his money. classical guitar there. That could. That's actually. Yeah. We totally neglected the country genre, Dave. You're absolutely right about that, man. Yeah, I could see like I could see yes. one of those guitars that you just met either a Garth Brooks guitar or some other iconic country artist like Willie Nelson like or a Johnny Cash. Those those types of, you know, those could go for really The big Willie money. Nelson guitar that's like his number one guitar with like the hole that he's worn in it. Like Yeah, that could go that know, could go it's for gonna a lot. It's going to smell of money. like a lot of weed, but you know, it's <laughs> 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 like it's if you, you it's up on the auction block and it's like this is not from a non-smoking home <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah like you're literally like you, you know they're gonna have to like qualify if you're purchasing if you're bidding on this guitar you have to have like a, a lot of experience with weed exactly like you better be comfortable with like a permanent weed yeah. smell ingrained into the wood of the guitar <laughs> so if you are then you're going to be comfortable with this guitar um right. so um actually going on this average ticket sales this is such an interesting like data analysis that they've done so so the average ticket sales per tour by genre the genre that wins that even though the per yeah. uh, ticket price for classic rock was higher Pop actually wins that. Yes. The average ticket well, sales. Cool. I mean, that didn't surprise me at all. Average ticket sales per tour were thirty-eight 
3.6 million in pop and just wow. under that in classic rock, uh, 35.6 and then rock just under that at 33, like, like 34 million. So, um, pretty unbelievable, right? It really is. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. But it's, not, it's not surprising that pop, even though, I mean, they, they just, they just probably on average play the bigger places and venues and probably, uh, if we're honest, probably do more dates, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, they probably. I, I, yeah. I was just gonna say, I bet they do a lot more dates. Yeah. And, and you're right, they play the bigger. They they're constantly in arenas and amphitheaters yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Stadiums, stadiums. So they're, yeah, yeah. You know, where some of these cla- Let's be honest. A lot of these classic rock artists nowadays are not selling those places. They're not playing those places because they can't sell them yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And they're in smaller venues. Yeah. So and that also jacks up the ticket prices too. There's actually a little yep. note here that says that Springsteen's. You remember he did the Broadway thing where he did like a couple mm-hmm. of shows on Broadway, they said like those yes. ticket prices because they went for like, I think they were just absorbent in prices well into the thousands of dollars per ticket. That, yeah, they that, were, they that were jacked up his um, his average a lot. Yep. So anyway. Anyway, cool, Dave. That's a pretty cool little tidbit we had there. Yeah, interesting. You know, there's another little tidbit out there because we've talked about this too. Yeah. Um, there is so did you hear um we've mentioned machine gun kelly recently on the pod a few weeks oh, ago geez. go back and check I out thought that we episode. were done we with got him. a lot of flack we got a lot of flack for that one yes but, we did um so if you want to hear why we got a lot of flack you can go back and listen to that episode yeah. um i forget which number it was but it's out there um, 60 anyway so something. uh S- sophie lloyd who is a uh, youtube uh, guitarist youtube sensation guitarist um, has now joined up with Machine Gun Kelly. So this is, is there a hope this for is the, un- the quote-unquote bedroom player? This is unbelievable right? news because Sophie... <laughs> it's th- crazy. Th- this is the Sophie I think it is, right? No, not Sophie Burrell. Oh, it's not Sophie Burrell. Oh, I saw... This oh, is a different Sophie. I thought it was Sophie Burrell. It's Sophie Lloyd. Oh, did you read it as Sophie Burrell? Oh, yeah, yeah Sophie yeah, yeah. Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. She's, a good, she's, well, she's a good guitar player. Yes. Um, but I, I just googled her. Yeah, she, I I've seen her. She's let let's just let's just put it this way. She's not Sophie Burrell. She's not. She doesn't play like Sophie Burrell. She's she's not a bad player. If we're just honest, she's she's actually a really great player. Yeah, um, she is. So yeah. I, I you know it's legit. She definitely leans into more of the um you know the 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 sex appeal. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> than maybe some other Instagram guitarists, even female Instagram guitarists do. So um, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not going to say because no, she plays a hell of a lot better than both of us do. That's for sure. Oh, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So but anyway. So does that is that does that open up? Does is this going to be a bit of a door, so to speak, for other artists who are? Who are pretty making good livings, you know, on on the socials? Yeah, being able to play really well in their own homes, never having to worry about going out on tour. Yeah, and they're doing pretty well for themselves. Does this open a door for artists like this? I mean, we've talked about all these great guitar players totally that are does. out there. And if if one day some of these people could just join a band and you'd have a bunch of like unbelievable rock bands out there every day, all yeah, day, every you know, day. I think that's right, Dave, and I think. Um Yes, I think there is hope for YouTube guitar if they want to do it. You know, I'm, I'm, of course, right. the younger kids, you know, she she doesn't look all that old. Uh, you know, the younger kids that are doing this, I think I think they do actually see it as an opportunity to get discovered and get out there and get real, you know, 
I don't want to say that YouTube isn't a real gig. I'm sure they make a pretty good living off YouTube. Yeah, some of them are making do, great living, right? Off what they do on YouTube. Um, yeah. But, um, and it's it's a heck of a lot less stressful than having to worry about like forming a band and touring yeah, and recording yeah, and all this yeah. stuff. They You can do it from the comfort of your own home. And it's a lot of work. And I know, that, but it's... That, yeah. aren't, that don't understand this, like being having a full-time YouTube channel and being successful like the people that we follow, you know, those with like the, you know... But that's uh, different. Huge amounts of that's followers. That's different than it's, this. It, like she's not that... It is different She's not this. that type of YouTuber. She literally... Just no, post her playing guitar and yeah. covers on YouTube. So I think of that kind of a YouTuber as different from like, you know, a Ryan, a Robert Baker, right? Um, and you just name all the all the guitar YouTubers out there that are actually putting out like real amazing quality content. Like she's basically Yo, yeah. just a cover artist on YouTube right now, and there's nothing. And right. that's awesome because, like I said, she's a great player, and she's got the look and everything. And um, but like I. I, I agree. Like, I think they do think that maybe this is like an audition for them to get like, you know, a different gig than just playing covers. And so, you, I mean, I actually, there's one uh, dude I follow. His name is Kiefer something rather. I do uh, follow a few channels of people that just do covers because I think their playing is incredible. Um, so I definitely follow those two, uh, type of channels too. But I don't know. I feel like they're less exciting than the, than the, um, you know, than the actual, the, the, uh, the guitar related content. So, no, I think you, I think yeah. you're right, but I think at the same time these you're you're, you're right about the the whole audition thing, and I think a lot of these people do put they do post their their playing because they they do want to make it into an audition, yeah. and it's like the more you get out there, the more you're going to get seen, and at some point maybe you get seen by the right people, uh, but at the same time I think this is a great thing because it really just the fact that somebody now has made it into the mainstream from that that realm of social media is is a fantastic thing for the future of music because there are so many talented people out yeah, there yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That, that 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 are just being you know randomly followed by by idiots like us on, on i mean isn't on that socials. isn't that how uh, justin bieber was discovered didn't like usher discover him on youtube yeah did yeah he? i don't i don't know to- the story. that's totally true like it, it happens quite a bit it doesn't happen often so if you're like putting your eggs in that basket, you probably should be putting, you know, get a few more baskets going. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's I think it's a real possibility. And in and you're right, Dave. Like like we always talk about, you know, we get worried that there's these amazing players out there that should be out there in bands and stuff instead of just trying to be on YouTube and Instagram. But but I totally at the same time I totally understand the appeal of Instagram and and YouTube because oh, you can do appeal. well. It's just much less work. You can, you do, can do, well. do very well. Yeah. You don't have to tour. You can do well. And at the same time, while you're still doing well and having fun, you are kind of just putting yourself out there and you never know who's going to see true. you. I mean, I'm waiting for somebody to see my uh, demo of the Silver Jubilee and give me a job um, with Guns N' Roses. I mean, do you think that's going to happen? I mean, I, I mean, I think you could be the next I slash. mean, I think it, this is a real possibility that... You were a top hat away from being Slash. You know, I think if something happens to Slash, I think I'm getting the call, everybody. I think you could easily fill in. <laughs> I mean, definitely. If Slash goes down with COVID, I mean, Axel is going to call you. I think that's true. Actually, you know, I joke about this. There's, I've talked about this group. I mean, it's like Slash Guitar Collectors on YouTube. There are some awesome players in that group, man, that actually, that oh, that literally could do what I'm talking. I mean, I'm just making a joke of this. They literally could do that. They could just like show up and just play every single one of Slash's parts and, and even look like them. And people probably wouldn't even know that it's not Slash. <laughs> 
That's <laughs> probably true. Some of these guys. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, there on that on in that group, there is like there are a couple that are like a special kind of obsessed. Oh, you yeah, know? it it really is so, true. And like you know, you can think what you think about that, but if they're having fun, then it's like you know that's good. If that's what makes them happy, it makes me happy to have the right. silver jubilee and have the less balls. If they want to take it to another level and grow their hair and have top hats and you know. Well, where, where we're, we're about to. T- I think you're right, but and, uh, maybe we should. Now is a perfect time to take this podcast to a whole nother level, and let's only spend a minute on this. But Speaking of rock did, star worship, let's talk about that. Spe- <laughs> did you hear? Now, I learned a lot about this in one day, a little bit this more is- than I ever wanted to learn, but there is a mold of Jimi Hendrix's. How do you want to say it? His. His chunk his his other strat um, <laughs> um his strat not on a strap um his junk his member a mold of his his member going into a museum in iceland yes now yes. i read this and i was and i'm talking to somebody at work and and apparently there was a whole museum dedicated to this not just Jimi hendrix but the concept of these molds of the junk of all these like stars and and whoever else in this freaking museum in iceland this is i i didn't think this was a real story but it's it's a legit real story it is called yep. the get ready for this everybody. It's called it's called the it's Iceland's of phallological museum. <laughs> it's literally called the phallological museum. Oh, it's so and good. And it basically is a museum that has molds of famous people's penises. That's what it That's right. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it says. Um I mean, that's, I don't know. I don't know if you, if you want to elaborate on this. this is, well, let's talk about it for a second. This is a woman that apparently used to take casts of famous people's penises. Yeah, and yes, they used to, you know, yes. probably for obvious reasons, they allowed this to happen. But um, uh, this is a. <laughs> I think we're, for the first time ever on this podcast, I think both of us are kind of. Yeah, it's like, about I don't know what point. else to say. I don't even know what to say. This. Like, I mean, I mean, there's so many jokes running through my head that I can't get them all out in one podcast. This might have to carry over to next week. Uh, oh, my God. I mean, I made the joke to you before we started recording that, you know, what's what's this Jimi Hendrix mold, like the exhibit and like there's just a loop of like, you know, if six was nine going on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> now is the mold is oh, like man. the Jimi Hendrix mold. Is it going to be purple? It's kind of has to be purple. <laughs> it has to be purple. And you have to be experienced to yeah. go see it. <laughs> Before they show it to you, it says, are you experienced? Yeah, there's a, uh, oh man, okay, I'm not going to go there. Anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, there's just way too many jokes here. We're not going mean, to touch them. This is uh, really oh, no pun unbelievable. Um, it really is. There's a whole museum it's dedicated It's going to be unveiled at June at a closed event. Um, I mean, is it unveiled? What is it like? Un- like under a cloth, which I think you know what's underneath, right? <laughs> uh, but, okay, so get so get this. It's 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 it has penises and penile parts that belong to. Can I ask? That a, belong to almost every ahead. animal animal native to Iceland, both land and sea. Um, oh, okay. 
and then this cat but apparently there's these other casts too i'm trying to think like do they have other famous people or is he the only i famous i think they have other fa- i thought they had other famous people she yes um i have a, i have a question yes. and i don't really know how to ask this on a family pod but what um uh what position would this thing be in as it's displayed um <laughs> I mean, that's a good question um Actually, the question is answered right here. It says, because um, this woman that donated it, her name was Cynthia Plastercaster Albritton. <laughs> oh, my God. This is crazy. That was her real name. That, well, that was her nickname. That was her nickname was Plastercaster Albritton. <laughs> that, sounds like, that, sounds like, like, that sounds like an Inspector Gadget villain, you know? Like, she died in April. I don't know. She died in April. Oh. And she leaving the status of dozens of molds of penises. I'm I'm reading from a Loudwire article here, just to give credit where credits due. Um, and she acquired, in addition to the mold of Hendrix's penis, she also cast molds of erect genitalia of other notable oh rockers such as Wayne Kramer, MC5. I don't really know. I know MC5, Jello Biafra, Dead Kennedys. And here, you ready? This is the kicker. Pete Shelley from the Buzzcocks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if you're one of these artists and you didn't know this that she was going to put well, these on display? I mean, I mean, isn't that like the ultimate dick move? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, oh, sorry. I'm here all week. Try the this fish. Is just. Oh, so anyway, man. in case you thought you might have heard it all in this world, um, you, just you just did. You just heard something else. So... And what a story. Wow. wow. What wow. a story. And I I mean, should we I think it's kind of appropriate to wrap up. I think on I that. think that's that's enough for this week with this, everybody. We'll leave you with that. Uh, we'll leave you that. We'll we have leave you some with gear. That, folks. We have some gear to get into. We'll get into it next week. Yep. Next week we're gonna be talking about the Walrus Audio M one, which I just yes, got a few yes, weeks ago. Yes. And Matt is gonna tell a very sad tale about well, his. Well, can PRS. I just give you a quick preview of the PRS? It seems okay. Yes. It does? I don't know what's going on with the PRS. We do have to discuss in detail. Right, we'll talk about it next week. Next week. And um, this is a very interesting topic, especially if you're any of you PRS fans that yeah. are out there. This is a very interesting issue that's going yeah. on. And the fact that it's like cured itself is even yeah, more interesting. Yeah, it's a little... It's a little I, well, I did something to it, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it next week and we'll, we'll get into it we then. We will talk about it so, next week. So don't miss it then. But for now, I think that was this week's Guitar Dads podcast. That's it. Keep rock alive. Catch you guys on the flip.